Ho, 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 and welcome to the Movie Dudes <laughs> Christmas Special. Uh, I am Alec. And I'm Phil. Merry Christmas, everyone. <laughs> Today, we're going to be talking about Frank Capra's uh, absolute classic uh, Christmas film, It's a Wonderful Life. Mm-hmm. So, I, uh, I guess we could just jump into... It's a Wonderful Life. I guess so. Uh, so, starting out with a bit of a bit of a plot overview, um, the movie starts uh, with us seeing different prayers from everyone around the town of uh, Bedford Falls on Christmas Eve of 1945 uh, for a man named George Bailey, uh, and then we see uh, we see some uh, angels and pl- and stars communicating with each other. Uh, to gather an angel to s- get help for George uh, Bailey. Uh, and they bring one in named Clarence, who is about to get his wings for if he does this job well. Uh, and and decides and they decide to, you know, show him a bit of George Bailey's life and how he got to um, this point. So we, you know, we start out when he was a kid saving his you know saving his brother's life uh then we get to him uh his whole ambition is to travel the world um but he decides after high school to stay in the town of bedford falls to work at his uh father's uh on the brink i would say business Mm -hmm. uh the uh the building and loan uh that's basically just a you know a house construction company, uh, and George uh, saves up enough money for college uh, and decides to go on a world tour uh, before college, um, and he's like, "All right, it's time time to go." And so he is about to go, but his kid brother's like, "Hey, how about we uh, go to um, the uh, the school dance and hang out?" Uh, in which he's introduced reintroduced to uh, an old uh, childhood friend of his named uh, Mary Hatch, uh, who, you know, they they basically they they spend most of the night together and kind of uh, discover they have chemistry together and kind of start to like each other. Um, and George is basically like, yeah, this I'm gonna I'm gonna travel the world, I'm gonna see the world, uh, but they are interrupted by um, by some. Uh, friends of uh his father's in a car that said hey your dad's had a stroke uh and frank or uh or george bailey's dad passes away so he's left with basically two choices either to leave the war leave the country and do his world's tour or stay in town and save the building and loan from going out of business he decides to stay in town and give the college money to his younger brother harry and sends him off to college. Um, and, you know, he waits another four years for Harry to come back. Uh, and then is told and then is told that Harry got married uh, and will not be uh, taking over the building and loan. So he decides he decides to, you know, stay in town, uh, marry the girl, Mary. Uh, and on their wedding day, um, he is going 
or like they're they're about to go on a big honeymoon, travel the world, just like he wanted. Uh, and then <laughs> uh, the Great Depression happens, uh, and literally everybody in town is going crazy. Uh, his business needs to stay open because everybody wants to pull their uh, money out of his uh, stocks, but he decides to give all of his honeymoon money to the town uh, to kind of get them to, you know, uh, stay within his uh, within his business so he doesn't lose it to uh, the basically antagonist of the movie, uh, Mr. Potter, who is this old uh, miser who pretty much just owns the entire uh, town. But, uh, you know, time, time passes, uh, you know, World War II starts, his younger brother Harry goes, <clears throat> goes into the war. Um, let's see, what else? I'm trying to think of what else happens between now and then. Uh, I think pretty much that's about it for them, you know, the Great Depression uh, is okay for them. Yeah. They they put they go through pretty well. Uh, he fin he creates um, Bailey Park, which is just kind of this, you know, section of uh, nice houses for everybody in his building and loan business. Um, and then uh, he and and then uh, on uh, Christmas Eve of nineteen forty five, his his brother Harry is awarded the. Uh, the uh, Congressional Medal of Honor, uh, and is coming back home. And in the middle of these, you know, mm -hmm. plannings for like a party for him, uh, uh, George's business business partner and family member, uh, his uncle Billy, his uh, father's brother, uh, goes to the bank to deposit eight thousand dollars of uh, of their cash from the building and loan. Which, you know, obviously eight thousand dollars isn't that much today, but I mean, back then, that's an insane amount of money. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so, while at the bank, Uncle Billy loses uh, this $8,000, and it is picked up by Mr. Potter, who decides to hide that money from both Billy and George, who come looking for it. And this basically begins an insane spiral <laughs> through like like George trying to find a way to get it but it goes to he goes to Potter he begs but Potter says no he takes uh, George takes his frustration out on his his wife Mary and his new kids uh, or you know his kids that he had in between now and the Great Depression um, and so you know while he's at uh, Mr. Potter's, uh, or while, while he's trying to beg for him for money or like, you know, for a loan, uh, Potter says, Potter points out the fact that George has a life insurance policy that is about $15,000. Uh, Potter basically, uh, equates that to mean that George is worth more dead than he is alive. Uh, and a warrant for George, for George's, uh, arrest is placed due to, uh, fraud for, you know, losing $8,000. Um, this basically causes George to become suicidal, uh, in which he goes to uh, a nearby bridge 
but before he can jump, it, the angel from earlier is sent down. His name's Clarence. He's sent down uh, and dives into the river, and George rescues him. During the aftermath of this moment, George wishes that he'd never been born, uh, in which Clarence shows him the world where George wasn't born. You know, his, his brother died when he was younger because he couldn't save him. All the people that uh, his brother saved in the war died because his brother didn't exist. Mary is an old maid who doesn't have, or who, do, who never got married. His mom runs, uh, runs like a bed and breakfast because she has nothing else to do. Um, his uncle is in the insane asylum. Uh, and Bedford Falls is now Pottersville because without George Bailey, Mr. Potter took over the entire town. Um, basically all of these things show that George really did like change the town and everybody in it for the better, uh, which then George basically freaks out because he's like, Oh, you know, I don't have my wife. I don't have my kids. I want to, I want to live again. And so he begs Clarence for his life back in the original, uh, world is restored. Um, George runs back home to kind of, uh, you know, see that everybody's, everybody's back. Uh, and even though the police are literally in his home <laughs> waiting for him to come back so they can arrest him, uh, George just runs past them, uh, <laughs> greets his kids and his wife, and is celebrating. Uh, and then Mary, Mary's like, well, look what happened. Uh, while he was out, Mary and... Mary and uh, Uncle Billy kind of like rallied all the townspeople to donate uh, whatever they have to uh, cover the missing 8,000. Um, and basically that all happens and that's the end of the movie, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. But yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now to get um, into like, I guess, yeah. specifics. Mm-hmm. So... Well, that was my first time uh, watching it, and I think this was was it was it your second time watching it? This was probably my third. I'd say third. Okay. Um. So, well, so for my opinion of the film, I actually really liked it. Obviously, I will say it's one of those movies that like I've heard about it so much that I've kind of made expectations of what the story is about, and when I ended up watching the movie, it wasn't really that close um for example i thought the movie was gonna be much more related to like christmas time uh but at the end like um christmas only uh only comes like by the end of the film uh and i didn't i didn't expect that there would be such a large portion of the film just talking about uh his life in general like there was a whole uh portion of about his um his childhood at the beginning and then uh, there was a time skip to when he's an adult and i thought that, that was going to be it uh, but then i saw that you know he didn't have kids he wasn't married and then it all went to uh talk, talk about his entire life um yeah so that was kind of an unexpected and i thought that um i, f- I feel like some parts kind of dragged on for a while uh um, a little bit yeah I a little bit that. but definitely like the last 30 minutes when he becomes suicidal and there's the whole part with uh, Clarence and everything, then it became much more, um, I don't, I don't really know 
don't really really know like what word to use for that but it became a lot more i don't know interesting i guess uh and i got more into it that's for sure yeah and i understand Mm-hmm. um but yeah i'm not sure if it would like become my like christmas movie that i watch every year but right. uh that that was a fun time uh well Except for the like dramatic parts, but like you know, it was right. a good movie. So I will say oh, too, like that's something that I wrote. Surprisingly funny. It is a funny I, movie, right? It's I really didn't. Fun. Yeah, I didn't think I'd be laughing, especially for a movie that's like what seventy five years old. Yeah, just I didn't about. think that. Like, <laughs> yeah, I thought there would be too much of like a, uh, I don't know, like yeah, it would be too old for me to really like, kind of understand what uh, like why everyone's acting certain ways and the different jokes and and all but at the end of the day like i thought it was pretty funny surprisingly yeah like um i wrote about this in my uh letterbox review of it last year um Mm -hmm. but i i talked about how like weirdly fresh the movie feels like whenever i watch it it's always like it doesn't feel like a movie Mm. that is nearing a hundred years old. Um, but it absolutely yeah. is. And it's like, I think it's such a fresh, not even obviously fresh in quotation marks, but a fresh take on, I guess a Christmas right. movie because every, you know, every other Christmas movie you see is mainly set on Christmas. Uh, but it's a wonderful life. Basically, basically only sets like, a good bit, like a good, like a little chunk of the movie in yeah. actual Christmas. And it actually, I don't know. I think it says a lot more about like what it feels like the Christmas spirit, uh, to me than, uh, most other Christmas movies that I see. Um, mm-hmm. and that was another thing I guess I wrote down is like, I didn't have too many notes this time around, but one of the, f- one of the things I noticed or right. one of the things that I I thought about more than more than anything when I was watching it was just like how much this movie makes me think positively. <laughs> hmm, yeah. Because like there's so many so many moments in life where you just you know you're gonna think like negatively about the world about other people, um. But whenever I watch It's a Wonderful Life, all of that like cynicism just kind of washes away and you get like you know what it's like i have people in my life that are that are like awesome and like i love people and it's Mm. like i always leave the movie feeling good i guess is like a good way to say it Mm -hmm. i've never had a never had a bad uh, aftermath of watching this movie and especially not the first time i watched it because i remember i was mm, maybe like 14 15 when i first saw this and mm-hmm. my first reaction was just like and I, I wasn't too into like older movies at that time around so i wasn't exactly thinking i was gonna like it but i remember leaving it going like yeah that's 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 what a classic is <laughs> it's like yeah. that's a classic movie right there and yeah. i had and i mean we already talked about the idea of like i guess repeating uh viewings of a movie uh I, at least I th- I think we did. Did we mention that last episode? I don't remember. I 
think we did. I, that feels like something I've, I well, it's we either mentioned it last episode or I've talked about it recently with some someone else. Mm-hmm. But just like that's a big thing that I think about like during the holidays. It's like, what movies should I watch? Uh, that will still like that I'll still like enjoy watching because with a lot of mm-hmm. Christmas movies, at least in my kind of uh in my view of it, it's like I. I can't watch a lot of them anymore because I've just I've seen them so many times yeah. that I just I I feel like I I feel like I'm not gonna have fun watching it uh, and I get bored really easily. Um, that, like with example, prime examples being like, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, I would say like Christmas Story, Home Alone to a lesser degree, um, Christmas Vacation. Uh, but just like yeah. most of those big ones, I'm like, you know what? That's I want to wait a while before I watch that again, and I'm gonna do the same next year with It's a Wonderful Life because I've seen it about three times, and obviously yeah, mm-hmm. that's not nearly as much as I've seen those other movies. But it's it's kind of getting to a point where I'm like, okay, uh, let's take a break with It's a Wonderful Life for a while, even though it is yeah. probably my favorite traditional Christmas movie. Right, but. Yeah, and I I don't know. I was talking about this with a friend of mine recently because you know, I was just like, why why am I like this? Because like I don't I don't I haven't met many people that have like the same view of like rewatching movies that I do cuz I I don't do it often. I like to mm-hmm. just same. I like to just get n- new experiences all the time. And so I'm like, well, what what's the deal with that? And I talked about that with my uh, my roommate and he was like I think you do. He's like, I think you do that because like you remember movies a lot more than I do. Cause he was like, he's like, I just watch like anything. I absorb it. And I just go, okay. And, uh, and then I just don't watch anything for a while. Hmm. And I'm like, I guess I do like just watch things all the time. Hmm. <laughs> so obviously, right. I don't know. My brain kind of goes through like a, I don't know, almost like a, like a Google search history delete every like, yeah four years with movies well it's like if you if you ask me to remember certain things about a movie i saw a year ago uh versus one i saw four years ago i would be able to remember the one i saw a year ago a lot easier well yeah of course yeah um but uh, oh shit what was i gonna say fuck i forgot um Oh man, this sucks. <laughs> uh shit. I had uh, something that I had to say that I thought was some somewhat interesting, but I completely forgot what it was. Um It's <laughs> <That's> okay. <laughs> yeah. Um but yeah, well I'm I I wanted to say uh that's another thing about Christmas movies. I made kind of a terrible uh I I, I realized something that I think is horrifying recently, which is how you know, in the 80s, 90s, there, there were quite a few uh, cl- uh, Christmas classics that are still classics to this day, like obviously Home Alone. Um, and for some reason, that's the only one that I can think of right now. But, you know, obviously a <laughs> lot of, uh, I don't know, my brain's, t- my brain's tired right now. I don't know what's happening. But, yeah, a lot of, uh, a lot of, uh, the, the Muppets Christmas Carol, that's another one uh, that I really oh, like. Oh, yeah. Uh, all those classics, and I was thinking, what are the classics today? Because like the the more recent 
Christmas, like classic Christmas Christmas movies that I can think of are like Elf, which is like I think it's from two thousand three. Like, yeah, which is like nearly twenty years old. Which is yeah, it's like as old as I am. So like. <laughs> And uh, the other ones that I think of are, like, the recent Home Alone movies. Like, they they made a new one this year that's on Disney+. Plus. They did? Yeah, it's... Yeah, it's... Um, it's with one of the kids from uh, Jojo Rabbit. What is... Hang on it's, a minute. Give me yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, I saw the oh, trailer no. and... Pff, it's... What is it? It's Home Sweet Home Alone. With, um... Oh, that looks awful. <laughs> yeah, with, uh, what's his name? With Archie Yates, who uh, was in Jojo Rabbit, and I thought was actually really good in Jojo Rabbit. No, he's he's a uh, funny kid. Yeah. <laughs> he, he was great in that. And unfortunately, he he made a Home Alone, which I think is Home Alone 6. Yeah, Home Alone 6. Yeah, it sounds about right. I'm sure it's... Yeah fine i'm not gonna speak about it unless like you know, oh well it's, I see it. yeah yeah well it's, like it's gotta be yeah. like an inoffensive movie you know oh yeah it's, it's i'm not yeah it's just <laughs> it's, it's just a, it's just a home alone movie yeah, it's just home alone yeah um <laughs> but uh another so what i was thinking is uh, again what are the christmas classics and i found like that not necessarily Christmas classics, but the Christmas movies, the big, with, with quotation marks, the big Christmas movies that are coming out these years are like the the Hallmark Channel's shitty rom-coms. Oh, oh my God. Which is, which I, I okay. <laughs> yeah, tangent, yeah go ahead. tangent on those for yeah. a bit. Uh-huh. Um, so my, um, my dad, uh, you know, <laughs> him, uh, him and his wife. Every Christmas, this is their tradition: is they watch, mm-hmm. they watch like, I kid you not, like probably dozens of these Hallmark Christmas movies. Uh, mm-hmm. And sometimes I sit, and sometimes I sit on, sit in on them, watch them. Uh, they are, you know, obviously mostly the same. Uh, but there's this one yeah. that I think is just incredible because it like it breaks down the entire Hallmark formula in the most ridiculous, like awful, stupid way that I love. All right. So a big, a big, a big, uh, template, I guess, of the Hallmark Christmas format is, uh, yeah. The main character is this, uh, well, well to do, um, businesswoman, uh, who is romantically involved with a well to do businessman. Uh, but that businesswoman runs into uh, an old flame from her past, uh, who is mm-hmm. not exactly too rich, but he, you know, he's got a good personality, and they get together yeah. in the end. Uh, this one, yeah. I have no idea what it's called. I just remember I watched it one time when my dad, <laughs> when my dad, and my stepmom had it on, uh, mm-hmm. and I was, I was watching it. And like you know, obviously you get the whole like scene with the businesswoman leaving her business, her place of business. Like I have to go get a coffee or whatever. Uh, but she runs into her ex boyfriend, who is now a driftwood sculpture salesman by the river. Uh, and, and she's okay. like, okay, yeah, she's like, and it basically like it goes on like normal, um, 
but just I I couldn't shake how funny it was that <laughs> yeah that like because like it's usually it's usually like you get either like I don't know like a mailman or something like just kind of like a a decent job but not something that you would like be surprised by but like this guy was a down on his like driftwood salesman <laughs> hmm. who yeah like that, really I guess that's that's the thing about these Hallmark movies is that like you're never gonna find one that has like too much of an insane plot yeah but they'll have these little moments that are so weird there was this one I watched and this is the last one I'll mention called a uh, Christmas camp uh, yeah. that's about a, a woman who does not have Christmas spirit who is who I think she, I don't remember why she goes there, but it's like this this weird camp that teaches people how to have Christmas spirit, and it's like run out of this woman's house. It's like a bed and breakfast, mm-hmm. uh, and she has this son who I swear to God, if he wasn't like the handsome guy who definitely had nothing wrong with him, I would have thought he was a serial killer. <laughs> it just acts so weird <laughs> throughout the entire movie. I. But yeah, that's, I was going to bring that up too about the fact that like, that's like the only Christmas movies that are made anymore. It's like you get, yeah, they are, you get like the odd one out. Like, uh, there was that, uh, oh, that movie on Disney plus a couple of years ago called, uh, Noel. Uh, and then you get like the, the, uh, the, uh, Kirk Cameron Christmas or something like that. (laughs) But then you don't, you don't really get much else. (laughs) um but yeah yeah and just to close that tangent i just want to mention my favorite letterbox list which is called christmas movie posters with white heterosexual couples wearing red and green which is (laughs) just a massive list of 195 movies like those kinds of a hallmark channel movies that those posters all look the same. Oh my god! Do you, do you have it in front of you right now? Yeah, I have it in front of me right now. It's this is insane. No, it's actually crazy. This is this is. <laughs> they really are almost the same. Or they they like they yeah. But like, I'm trying to look for them yeah. to see like an odd one out, but there's not. No, plus the list is like co- a color coded too, which is what makes it even more <laughs> it like is. surreal. <laughs> um yeah, so that's a fantastic list for yeah, movies is... that really aren't so great. Yeah. Absolutely insane. The the insane I guess homogenizing of all Christmas movies <laughs> into yeah. this one strange little world. Uh, where it's always yeah. Christmas. Because I see, genuinely the thing, can't remember yeah. what else Hallmark does. <laughs> yeah. Because see, the thing is, those movies must be very, very, very cheap to make. And I'm sure a oh lot of people watch them. So in they terms look, of... Yeah. They look like well, they've been shot on like an iPhone or something. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if some of them were. I mean, if you're, if you're doing a Hallmark Christmas movie, yeah, go ahead. I think that'd be fun yeah. though. That'd be mm-hmm. that's like that's like on the level of starring in like I don't know, like a lifetime drama. 
It's like if I were to, if I if I were able to star in a Hallmark Christmas yeah. movie, I think that'd be pretty fun. <laughs> right. But uh yeah. yeah. I so guess back, of, back to uh yeah. back, back or, to uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, if you wanted to finish. Well, I would just want to say <laughs> like in terms of profit, there's a reason why there's so many of those movies. Uh they must be like pretty pretty good in terms of profit, but that's pretty much all I have to say. So uh back to uh back to it's a wonderful life. Yeah, um, trying to think of other other cool things to mention here and there. Um, I love yeah. James Stewart. Obviously, I think he's probably one of he's the one of the yeah. be- one of the best actors of his era, and it's always absolutely just fun to see yeah stuff that stuff that he's in. Um, I've only think- seen I've only seen um, yeah I've only seen two movies with him. Which are obviously it's a wonderful life, and uh, Mr. Smith goes to Washington, which is another film by uh, Frank Capra. Um, mm-hmm. I saw that one last year for for one of my classes, and honestly, like, it's surprisingly it, it surprised me just how good it is. Um, and I think mm-hmm. I might like this one more than It's a Wonderful Life, um, especially the 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 people who have seen this film will know. But the the last scene is just incredible uh i really i really want to see that one uh, mm-hmm. but the only other the only other uh stewart movies i've seen are his um hitchcock roles in like mm. rear window uh in vertigo which vertigo is incredible yeah <laughs> I, I, to I gotta watch some more hitchcock yeah it's i i do too honestly <laughs> yeah dude i mean but i've only i think uh yeah, I've only seen Psycho, and that's the only Hitchcock film that I've seen. Oh wow, really? Yeah. No, okay, I need to yeah. watch some more Hitchcock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you definitely do. Yeah. Um, but I still, I still have a lot I need to see. I've only seen like a handful. Right. But yeah, mm-hmm. so you know, James Stewart is incredible. He's really funny throughout the movie. His personality is yeah really um addicting to watch. I love. I love the way he talks. <laughs> I don't yeah, know how else yeah. To say it. I just like the way that he, I guess, carries himself in dialogue. Um, there's one mm-hmm. scene that I love especially is when he finds out from Uncle Billy that the the uh, the money has gone missing, uh, mm-hmm. and he's like, uh, uh, he's like, he's like shaking. He's like, "Where's the money, you old fool?" <laughs> It's just so good. It's actually, like, it's something something that I wrote. Like sometimes this movie is can be really weird for certain reasons, and I never know if it's actually supposed to be weird or if it's just old. And that's just how <laughs> movies were at the time. Like what, what what scenes do you mean specifically? I don't see. That's the thing. I don't remember what scene I was watching when I wrote that. <laughs> but it's mostly a question of like. Um, the way the characters talked, uh, what they did, uh, mostly how they talk actually. And, uh, yeah. I don't know. There's just a lot of, I haven't seen that many movies from like the, the, the forties and fifties. Um, like, especially in the past, uh, few years, the, the only, pretty much the only films that I've seen from that era were uh, like mostly, um, like akira kurosawa movies besides that i haven't seen a lot right yeah i 
I remember in like early high school, I delved a little bit into like classic Hollywood, which if I'm being honest, classic Hollywood is not yeah. exactly a, it's not exactly like a genre I find myself loving too often, unless it's like, you know, Alfred Hitchcock yeah. or, you know, James Stewart movies. If it's like just like a regular uh, Hollywood classic movie, I'm like, yeah, hey, you know, I, I think I'm okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, usually, I had a class... You know, uh, usually mm-hmm. it's a decent time. Yeah. Well, I, I had a class um, that was about, like, um, Hollywood cinema, where um, I, uh, you know, it, it was about the, the entire history of Hollywood from when it was created in the first few films up to, like, the MCU and the, the big the big blockbusters. Um, mm-hmm. And so I talked we talk quite a bit about like ho- old Hollywood and, you know, a- actors like, uh, Greta Gerwig and, uh, no, not Greta Gerwig. Uh, that's not who I'm looking for. Uh, I don't remember the name, but old, old actors. And, uh, so that yeah. was quite interesting, but pretty much all of those movies were like, that seems pretty cool. I'm not, but I'm not really that interested in actually watching them. <laughs> Um, it, but one day, like I said, it like I said, it really does depend, depend. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's honestly it's really a question, almost a question of like certain uh, directors that um, that that I'll be more interested in. Like Hitchcock is definitely a director that I w- really want to go uh, to to watch more more of his movies. Um, also, like, not really a director, but Charlie Chaplin is, like, I haven't seen a lot of his movies, and they seem very interesting. Especially, like, his, uh, his stalking movies, like, uh, uh, The the Great Dictator, and, um, there's another one, I think it's called Limelight, that I saw on mm-hmm. the channel, like, that I saw, that it wasn't on the channel, and I thought it was very, uh, it looked really interesting. I have a, I have, like, I don't know, kind of a... I would say, in terms of like, yeah, classic Hollywood. I'm not too big of a fan of like watching most of the time, but I am especially not that big a fan of the uh, you know the silent slapstick era of like yeah. uh, you know I have most of Champlin. I like Buster Keaton kind of like I like some of his stuff, mm-hmm. um, but mostly like during my early film classes uh, last year, it was definitely it was definitely a unit that like. I I tried to get through as fast as possible because I'm like, man, this is yeah. a little much. And there was, I remember there was this one movie specifically and it, <laughs> called a uh, called The Last Laugh, which was part of the uh, like the big oh, German yeah. film boom. Uh, that was yeah. probably the most boring thing I've ever seen. Uh, and that's not to say that mm-hmm. I didn't really see the. That's not to say I didn't see like the artistic merit in it yeah it just it it was just not very interesting because it was for all intents and purposes an hour and a half of a man walking around just a town and doing things (laughs) in absolute Hmm. silence oh yeah one of the um one one of the most boring films i've seen in class was uh in another class i had that was like about um, the history of, of cinema in general. And so that was a film that was called um, uh, Men, Men with a Movie Camera, uh, which is one considered to be one of the first documentaries um, from um, 
from 1929, which is just like a 70 minutes long movie. That's just a collection of a bunch of clips that the director took. And uh, my, my teacher was talking about like how he used editing to make it look, um, to, not to make it look, but to make it like to tell a story through the different clips. And I just like, that was, that was a class that we had like uh, through Zoom. So thanks to, to that, uh, we all had to watch the, the film like on our own. So basically I was able to watch like 30 minutes and no, not like 20 minutes and then just go like, yep, I don't have to watch anymore. And I just stopped because <laughs> it's like, yeah, I guess like if you look at it a certain way, there's definitely something interesting about it. I'm sure like. I'm sure he was really the, the director was really good at what he did, but it's at the end of the day, it's just like it's just an hour of random clips with some music, <laughs> and it's like I almost wanted to go to my teacher and tell him like, are do you really do you really like the, like this movie? Like, are you, is it really a movie that you're supposed to like, or is it just a movie that you say you like just to to, to look smart? <laughs> but because uh, there are certain movies there are certain movies like that it's like oh my favorite movie is uh i don't i don't know i don't oh, know i know i i, no, I, I understand like, like if i it's it's like whenever you run into someone that's just like uh i'm trying to think of like typical film school uh choices obviously pulp fiction's one but that's just because yeah. that's just because it's a popular good movie well um yeah, no, Pulp Fiction. Yeah. Pulp Fiction is entertaining, yeah. though. Like it's very entertaining. It's, I'm, so I'm trying to think of like, yeah, like the. I know exactly what you're talking about, though. It's like whenever yeah. someone says it, you're like, um, you're like well, do you if, really like that movie? Like, especially no, I got one. If I meet anyone, especially someone my age, who's like, oh, my favorite movie is a French New Wave movie. I'm like, no, it's <laughs> fucking not. <laughs> it's. <laughs> Don't don't come to me and tell me that your favorite movie is a French, new French phrase movie because like, <laughs> I'm I'm sorry I'm sorry, most I feel like most French new wave at least the one that I've seen like, while they were interesting there was a lot of very interesting and sometimes groundbreaking things like, they're still kind of boring like especially thinking a about bit, yeah especially thinking about four hundred blows and breathless, which are like some of the I, biggest ones four hundred blows I, was I feel was pretty good though i thought yeah okay my my whole yeah. thing on it is like um 400 blows was pretty mm -hmm. decent i thought it was kind of boring throughout though i like i still haven't seen the entire thing but i like what i've seen of breathless i think there's a lot to be seen in the french new wave but it's it's definitely not one of those like it's definitely not one of those you know film film ways where it's like oh we're hitting jams every single film. It's like no, <laughs> there's really oh, some yeah, yeah. terribly boring moments. Um, yeah, I mean, I've said before that like my favorite French New Wave director is uh, Anias Varda, and that's not not even because of her French New Wave movies. It's because because of her documentaries. Um, I love that. Yeah, I love Varda. Varda. She's yeah. Amazing. Yeah, she is, but I'd say, um, I, I honestly, I think one of my favorite uh, French movies that I've seen was a film called uh, La Jetée with uh, Chris uh, by Chris Ooh, Marker. I love that one. Uh, which is yeah, which is the only uh, French movie movies that I've been like, oh shit, hold on, wait, hold on, that's really good. 
damn yeah uh yeah, if funny. anyone's interested <laughs> if anyone's interested it's 30 minutes long and it's on the criterion channel and it's this kind of like experimental movie told through only told through like photos um that is that i thought was honestly very good yeah it's it's wild <laughs> yeah plus it's um, like also it's it's a sci-fi movie which is pretty pretty weird for that time yeah um <laughs> that time in yeah, that place especially is like you don't see many sci-fi stuff coming out of there yeah i will say like genre french genre movies in the 60s is a underrated uh movie genre like um well the only one that I, that i've seen uh besides la jeté was uh eyes without a face Mm-hmm. Um, which I really like. There's also uh, another movie called Diabolique, which I haven't seen, but I've been uh, planning on watching it for a while now. Um, and yeah, so a lot of those films seem like pretty, pretty damn cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. I'm trying to think of. Other, I guess, specific notes I had for It's a Wonderful Life. I guess, yeah, the main thing I had noticed mm-hmm. this time around was just, I guess, how warm it all is. And I believe uh, Frank Capra, the director, yeah. is even quoted as saying that this is his favorite thing he ever made. Uh, which, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I, can, that. I can see that. Yeah, it's it's a really, it's a, the, <laughs> I get the, the word a lot of people, I guess, would use nowadays is, like life affirming. <laughs> like I feel, I feel good about life mm, yeah, after, yeah. after watching a movie yeah. like this. <laughs> right. Um, well, I guess one of the only things I, I have to say is about the character of, uh, Mr. Potter, which I think is, uh, sur- surprisingly relevant today. Um, yeah. <laughs> and it's weird. Cause in a way like that character is just Ebenezer Scrooge who never met the ghosts. Yeah, like He's... which is that is actually that's something that I wanted to say earlier. Like it's weird how it's a wonderful life. Basically, is Christmas Carol where the ghosts went to see like um, the nice the nice guy instead of uh, going to see Ebenezer Scrooge. Yeah, in a way. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean. He's Mr. Potter is Ebenezer Scrooge, but he's also like I don't know, fucking Jeff Bezos or Elon Musk or whatever. <laughs> it's it's like Potter was definitely he he definitely is like written as like this catch all like bad guy. Like it's almost it it hinges on being yeah, real, yeah. unrealistic, but just keeps enough of that realism in there to where it's like yeah, this person could exist. Um. Mm-hmm. But now it's no longer 100%. a question of like, now it's no longer a question of like, does this person exist? It's like, yeah, yeah, this person exists. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this person exists, and they are the most powerful people in the world. And that, I guess that that oh, even yeah. rings that even rings true for back then. And I guess the entire message of the movie is still like, you know, even though yeah, George Bailey doesn't exactly even win any kind of long battle in the end he wins that one yeah. moment like mm-hmm. 8000 you know all all that's happened is like he wins the 8000 and he's allowed to just go back to living obviously it's like the you know the whole community's behind him but mr potter's still like stupid rich uh, yeah. he still like has he's a still, yeah. stranglehold on the 
<clears throat> excuse me. They own like the entire town. So it's like, you yeah. know, he, he doesn't exactly win, but he's found love and strength from everyone around him, which is why I guess, I, I guess it's why the ending yeah. just feels so real and just feels so heartfelt because mm-hmm. you don't really have to, you don't really have to trump up anything to make it mean more. Right. Yeah. Um. Oh, yeah. That's some, uh, another thing too that I didn't expect is I didn't think it would be like, I don't know, a, a Christmas movie like with showing that much of like the the, the religious side of Christmas, uh, <laughs> with the angels and everything. But and honestly, like, uh, I mean, without like without going into like a debate about religion because fuck that not 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 yeah. on the christmas episode please but like <laughs> <laughs> i'm not i'm not a religious person and sometimes when i see like very uh religious movies i'm kind of like um not that into it but this one was just like it's it's religious in the sense of like be a good person and don't be a dick like mr potter which is yeah i respect <laughs> that <laughs> Yeah, I I'm not a particularly religious person either, um, but it's mm-hmm. like whenever I see movies or like media like this that doesn't, I guess I don't know what I don't know how the how to describe it. It's definitely a a conversation that I would need to like yeah prepare more. But it's like it's I see all these movies mm-hmm. a lot that like like God's not dead that like hammer in the idea. It's like Christian good Christian Christianity good. Uh, and you don't need to hammer that in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't. You don't need to hammer that message in. No. With with stuff like it's a wonderful life, or even like, even some like I don't know some music out there, you get this. Yeah, you know, yeah. This, this feeling of like, you know, of like you know, it's like you know what this is. This is a good thing that helps a lot of people and means a lot. And in those moments, I'm like, you know what? It's yeah. like, it's like that. I used to be one of those, like back when I was like, I was younger and I was like getting into like, just kind of like, it was when I started to kind of question the faith that I was brought up in. And I was just like, back then it was a lot of ideas. It was a lot of ideas of like, Oh, what it doesn't, it just doesn't make any sense. Uh, how is, how is any of this real? Mm -hmm. Uh, but now I guess my thought is more of just like, it's not the kind of thing that i particularly believe in but i understand yeah. it now like i yeah i get i get why people do it and i think it's a thing that can be conveyed especially well through media yeah but yeah it's it's, it's like it's like you said it's it's a wonderful life uh does a good job of that <laughs> yeah and i mean i i think your comparison with music is uh pretty good because like um the example that i think of is uh, hallelujah which is both obviously like kind of uh, kind of a christmas song but also you know a religious song but it's more than just like uh it's more than that honestly uh but yeah so that's that's it for our uh, religious uh conversation (laughs) Let's get as far away from that as possible now. <laughs> yes. Um, but, <laughs> um, I guess for It's a Wonderful Life, I don't have a whole lot more to say, really. 
Um, uh, yeah. Really, it's not really a movie like that bears a whole lot of in-depth discussion, but I think it's. Mm-hmm. I just think it's. I, I just think it's a good time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a it's a good time. Uh, aged surprisingly well. Uh, still a good even seventy five years later. Still a v- really fun time. Really funny. Uh, really, um, br- pretty emotional. I like. I'll be honest. I don't know about you, but like, I teared up at the end. Oh, I always do. I I, yeah. I don't even know what it is. Like it's because I've seen it so many times. Mm. But like, just even at the end, I just I I, <laughs> I just get a feeling you, uh, like you, man. <laughs> You know, you know what that's like. What it's like, uh, it's like that show on HGTV where where like some people have like financial issues and issues with their uh, their house, and all the the community, all the town people in the town gather up to uh, help them with like re- uh, renovating their house. It's the same exact thing. Uh. <laughs> it's no, it's that feeling of like fuck, man. He's. Yeah. He's such a nice guy, and he's had it so hard his entire life, and now like people are finally, like showing their gratitude to how uh, nice he was to them. Yeah, it's yeah. it's just an extremely nice moment, and it yeah makes me it makes me think about all the positive things that we have in our lives. So yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's a, it's a good it's it's a good movie, and it's a good Christmas movie especially. Yep. Um, but yeah, I guess that's it for our It's a Wonderful Life discussion. I guess so. But um, I guess other things on the agenda to talk about. Uh, there was a pretty big film release right. this past week. Yep. <laughs> uh, and uh, should, should we just already have, go in that? I'd, I don't see any reason not to. <laughs> I'm... I'm fucking down for that let's do this <laughs> all right let's let's go so so yeah arguably the biggest film of the entire year came out um this week and it, it is obviously spider-man no way home um yep so all right well just before uh oh, before we start uh, obviously if you haven't seen the film and uh, you, you don't want to be spoiled like we are going to talk about spoilers because it's impossible oh. not to. So just go watch yeah, the we're film. Done. We're definitely going to talk about spoilers. <laughs> yeah. So and so before we actually end up uh, talking about it, I just want to say that like uh, personally, I am a massive Spider-Man fan and I've been my entire life. I grew up watching the Sam Raimi movies. And even though I do agree that they're not as good as uh, the Sam Raimi movies, I think the, the Amazing Spider-Man movies are still a really fun time and um i see the, there's especially the first one pretty good in my opinion yeah i yeah just like just like you i grew up a massive spider-man fan uh as a kid i would mm-hmm. read the comics uh i play the games um i loved the sam raimi right. movies i actually kind of did not like the amazing spider-man movies at all um sure and when the mcu spider-man came around i was very very excited <clears throat> excited to see how it would go uh and yeah uh i like the mcu spider-man movies like i like homecoming uh mm-hmm. i thought far from home was okay like i've seen i've seen it a couple times sure. now and i didn't think it was like all that great but yeah i guess that's that's more of a reason to be 
especially impressed when I say that No Way Home is amazing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and uh, well, for the the new movies, I've been a pretty big fan of uh, of uh, Tom Holland as Spider Man. I think he does a really good job, oh, yeah. and I really like I really like the 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 changes that like they they've made to uh the comics to include spider-man into the um into the mcu and i think especially the way that they handle his uh, relationship with uh with mj was like really good and i think better yeah. than the other movies i yeah, believe <laughs> i i believe in the relationship more than uh with toby toby mcgarry or uh andrew garfield oh definitely definitely mm-hmm. <laughs> well because for them for them i guess it was a necessity in the story that they felt they needed to yeah. kind of hammer in through the first movie but yeah. they don't even get together until like near the end of far from home which is still crazy well, yeah what's <laughs> fun no what's even more funny is that like the uh mj isn't even the love interest in homecoming it's like this no. character this Liz character that's just what is she doing here? Why is she here? And I think the uh, the writers kind of thought like uh, between the first two films, like why is she here? Why did we create her? Let's get her out of here. So she's not even mentioned in any of the other movies. And now uh, the love interest very logically is uh, MJ uh, played by Zendaya. And yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So no way home. What did yeah. you think? Oh, I thought it was great. Um, All right, me I, too. I don't, I don't have this experience often, uh, mm-hmm. but it was, it was a moment that I felt such, I guess, nostalgia, nostalgia, of like, man, it feels like I'm a kid again watching this, this crazy stuff going on. Um, yeah, <laughs> and I miss, I miss being able to like. <laughs> have that crazy feeling during superhero movies like this but you know i'll talk more about that once we get into like the big bombshell spoilers right Uh, right. well so yeah what did you think uh it's probably my favorite mcu movie now uh yeah um (laughs) which is weird because like shang chi was already like it it already had become one of my favorite of the mcu and i i didn't think we'd get anything better this year but no turns out got the best one in my opinion (laughs) but um yeah it's just so much fun and i'm sure i'm sure definitely part of the reason why i liked it so much is because uh because of fan service reasons which is like of course no no shit yeah, I don't think it's the best MCU movie. I think that still is very solidly Infinity War, but it might be a close second. Yeah. <laughs> Depends on how much it grows on mm-hmm. in the future. Right. Uh, well, so, so think, something that I'll say that definitely influenced like uh, my opinion of the movie was that I saw the film on opening night in a Same movie here. in a pretty pretty big theater uh like uh, 200 and 200 something people uh yeah. and it was full mm-hmm. and uh it was obviously 
just a bunch of people like me and my brothers who I went with. Just a bunch of people that are massive fans of Spider-Man and were really excited to see this movie. Which ended up with me having maybe my favorite movie theater experience of all time. Wow, really? Because, um, like, see, all right. Usually, I'm not that big of a fan when people are, like, very loud. No. Uh, in, which, with maybe the exception of laughs. Because well, like, like it's, uh, yeah, it's it it depends on the movie. Like if I'm if I'm seeing if I'm seeing French Dispatch and people are like cheering yeah. every time a character shows up, I'd be like, oh, shut up. But this is different. This is like, yeah, this is this, this is, is different. Yeah, this is big. <laughs> and so, all right, can we can we just already get into spoilers now? Whatever. Yeah, just go ahead. Sure. All right. <laughs> So the scene when Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire showed up. Oh. Uh, he, so, all right. The way this this happened in the theater was you had Ned that was, like, um, casting the portal. And uh, we saw, like, Peter uh, in the dark, Kelly. And everyone started to, like, there started to be this small sound of, like, uh, people whispering, like, oh, you know, like, people being like, oh, shit, this is going to happen. And then he showed up. Took off his mask and was in the Garfield, and, he, and everyone went, "Yo!" And everyone started <laughs> clapping, and it was like, and I was screaming, <laughs> and it was like, I don't know, it was, I don't even know how to explain. It, it was like such a, such a cool experience, and then same thing happened even even louder when Toby showed up. Oh my god! Uh, yeah, everybody. <laughs> their minds when Toby showed up. Oh my the, fucking god! The best part, the uh, my experience in that p- specific scene mm-hmm. was um, everybody was just silent. Like I don't think anybody saw it coming. But as soon as like Peter kind of like looked, or uh, as soon as you know Andrew Garfield Spider Man looked around all weird, I'm like, oh shit, that's not their Peter. And then I just see him running, and I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But like the the first like kind of big reaction uh that was in the movie was when at the very beginning when Daredevil showed up. Oh um, yeah, that was huge. Where was people massive. were like it it wasn't uh it wasn't like people cheering and clapping. It was more like <gasps> just a massive yeah. gasp around like uh the whole theater. Which, which that was already leaked. Like we already kind of knew that was going to happen. Well, um but like I, I think I still the thing think... is we 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 knew What's that it? we knew that Daredevil was gonna show up at some point in the MCU. We just didn't know. Well, we also knew that it was gonna be the same guy as the the Netflix show. Well, we just didn't know that it was yeah. gonna be in this movie. Well, a couple of weeks ago, that's what I saw. Um, some screenshots did leak where it was like Charlie Cox sitting at the table with all of them, you know, shot from the actual movie. <laughs> So everyone was like, "Really?" Oh. And then, yeah, it did. Uh, and then uh, Kevin Feige uh, went on an interview, and he's like, "You know, I'm not saying that Char- Ch- you know Char- or Charlie Cox would ever, or he's he's not saying he's like, I don't know when Daredevil's gonna come back, but if he, you know, if and when he did, it would be Charlie Cox playing him." And then, obviously, a week later, this happens. Everyone's like, "Yeah, okay, shut up." <laughs> but, like, <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I thought that one um, yeah, was great. That was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I guess other other cheering moments obviously were like when Alfred Molina's Doc Ock came up, uh, Green Goblin came mm-hmm. up, 
Uh, basically, yeah. when all the villains showed up again, which yeah, might basically. I say, might I say, all of their introductions were done masterfully. Love mm-hmm. it because we don't even we yeah, don't yeah. even see Willem's face during the Green Goblin introduction. We just no. see like we see him like about to emerge from the clouds. We hear that like, iconic laugh, and then it's immediately back to Doctor Strange's. Yeah. But, oh my god. Mm. I love that scene so much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's it, fantastic. Yeah. I loved... Um, shoot, I'm trying to think of like the other big thing that... Uh, or some other big things. Like, obviously, Electro's thing was awesome. I love Jamie Foxx in this movie, can I just oh, yeah. say? I mm-hmm. thought he was awful it was, in yeah. Amazing Spider-Man 2. He, yeah, so oh yeah, bad. he was definitely... S- he was definitely so much better in this one. Oh yeah, but this one was incredible. I love, I loved how, yeah, yeah. I loved how he, I loved the chemistry he had with the other bad guys. I loved his one-liners. It was so fun. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which also, might I say, the chemistry b- between Toby Andrew and uh, Tom Holland were, it was just, yeah. it was like unbelievable. Like they were, they were so it was much on fun. Point. Yeah, yeah. It, it was it was like uh, my friend uh, my friend leaned over to me while we were watching the movie. He went, "I would just watch two hours of this." <laughs> oh like yeah, it was, it was when, oh yeah, it was me when too. They were, Definitely, it was when they were like bantering on the um, on like the uh, scaffolding. And it was like uh, it was like yeah. Uh, so do you like you make your own webs? <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh man, <laughs> which like. Cause like um I went to see this uh, with my brothers and uh, my older brother is like a massive uh, Spider-Man fan and like mm-hmm. he he's way into like the the comics as well and he knows like he, he's the kind of person like he's gonna gasp at stuff that like I don't understand because it's weird uh, random references um yeah. and he, like we were talking before we went to see the movie like uh, about sort of our expectations and we talked about about like uh, do you think that Toby McGuire and Andrew Garfield are going to show up and he was very um, he, he really put a lot of like uh, importance to like if they are in the movie they have to talk about how Toby is the only one who can produce his own webs because uh, <laughs> when it is it, it is weird it is like, weird, yeah. It was re- like, it was where really does it come f- from? I, I loved, I loved both of their reactions to that to Toby's yeah. whole thing. Like they just looked like, what was that? <laughs> does it that. does it just come from your wrist, or does it does it come from elsewhere? He was like, they were like, how do you do it? And he was like, well, how do you breathe? I, what kind of question is that? <laughs> <laughs> there was like on the I guess on the topic of like. Uh, in terms of like massive fans or not massive fans, uh, I I saw it with like a big group of people, uh, including uh, my friend uh, Liz, mm-hmm. who I see most uh, MCU MCU stuff with. Uh, she does not know much outside of like just the basic movies. Like she doesn't know like I guess the Netflix stuff, which I don't really know either. Uh-huh. I just kind of know it exists, like the net like the mm-hmm. old Netflix series. Uh, the stuff on Disney Plus, uh, even like just comic stuff. So we were we 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 were watching the movie, and people obviously cheered when Charlie Cox showed up, and she was just looking around, and I just like leaned over and I just went Daredevil. 
<laughs> and she was like, oh. Right. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> it was the same thing with, like, um, like obviously she knew all the villains and such, but, like, it was – I can't remember. There was, there was one other instance of it, but I can't remember. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I – obviously, like, I'm trying to think of, like, other great villain moments. Uh, I – Thomas Hayden Church's Sandman was really funny, uh, mainly because like his introduction is so much different than any of the other villains. Yeah, because he just he just yeah. shows up like when Electro is he's like, "Hey, it's hey Peter, it's me, <laughs> it's me." Uh, Remember me, Sa- the guy yeah. with the that does the sand. It's me, the guy who does the sand. And it's like, oh yeah, what? <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> um. I, I will say there's like I, f- I feel like compared to the other villains he didn't really like fit in as much because like they were all about to die like that's the whole thing is when they were mm-hmm. transported to the universe they were all about to die except for Sandman who like you know was just um I guess kind of like a free man with superpowers not not free main, but the main thing with Sandman with Sandman which is why I think I think he was included was because like yeah he was free but spider-man didn't save him like he wanted to like he wanted to cure him of his mm. uh, of his sand ailment uh yeah. but in this in this one he finally did get to cure him which you know was it was a nice moment but yeah but my, my my big thing too is like i feel like compared to the other uh villains he doesn't really have like a good motivations to actually be a villain and do the stuff that he does. No, he doesn't. Uh, yeah, which and is obviously Doc yeah. Ock saving the day was really fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, which that brings yeah. me to another thing that really stuck out to me in this one was um the absolute brutality of the fights between MCU Peter and Willem Dafoe Goblin. Like it is. Oh yeah. It's it's some hard stuff, man. Like obviously the the yeah. apartment fight is like it's it's pretty standard MCU fight, but when like after after May dies, after all of like the crazy stuff on the on Statue of Liberty, when it's just those two, Peter nearly beats him to death. Yeah. Until oh, until yeah, yeah. Tobey Maguire shows up, which we have not seen like that level of like hatred from MCU Peter even remotely before this point. And that, yeah. And I mean, Oh my God, that was such a moment of like, Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I mean, MCU Peter, but also just like MCU heroes in general. That's true. Not like, a lot of them are besides very, like, like Yeah. Besides like pun- Punisher. Cause like, well, of course yeah. he's going to be beat up before to death. That's his thing. But you know, like, I don't, Iron Man, Thor, especially Captain America, like would have never not done that. No, it's like uh, never, and I think, never, yeah. did, never did any of the big players have moments like that where they yeah. nearly beat a man to death seriously. And I think <laughs> I think that it works for Spider Man because Spider Man is like, you know, that's something that I have to say is like Spider Man has won the superpower lottery because like he's got all the really cool superpowers and one of them that's really important but i feel i feel like especially the movies don't mention enough is that 
one of his powers is super strength. Like, yeah. he's really, really fucking strong. And um, he's got all this, like, massive strength, but he's also, like, he's a kid. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he's about to go to college. And so, of course, like, that's something that, that's really interesting that, like, he doesn't have the maturity that Thor or Captain America have. Um, no. which, which I think is I, a great uh, part of his, of his persona- personality that I really like. I saw a thing um, recently. Um, or I, I think one of my one of my friends said this uh, about something they saw online that someone said like the MCU like f- first three Spider Man movies is like an origin story for like a like a basically just expanded origin story for Peter uh, because like it's. Hmm. You know, obviously we have the ending, which we can discuss if you want to, uh, which is, uh, you know, basically there's, you know, Doctor Strange has a box that will send all of them back to their regular universes, but Green Goblin blows it up, uh, so they can't do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just at the last minute, everybody is like coming through like a tear in space time. Everybody who knows Peter Parker, including like we see... We see outlines of like Rhino. We see Craven, and it's like, oh no. Um, and then like Peter's mm. just like, well, how about we? How about you do that spell that we tried to do earlier, which is what started the whole multiverse thing. It was like, well, how about we do that spell, but instead of like, or in, instead of like forgetting that I'm Spider Man, what if we just have everybody forget who I am anyway? Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. And so, you know, obviously after a minute, it's like, that happens. Uh, and everybody forgets who Peter Parker is. And obviously while the whole multiverse thing is fixed, uh, nobody remembers who he is. So he just, he moves into a downtown apartment uh, and, you know, starts his life again and finishes out the movie wearing, a, like, a, for the first time in the entire uh, trilogy wearing like a nearly comic accurate suit because like the first the first mm-hmm. suit he has is like it's comic accurate but it has like all the stark technology and everything but like this one yeah. we see that he makes it literally from like a sewing machine which i thought mm-hmm. was which i thought was super cool to see yeah and it's so like we, it, so it's like we're finally yeah. getting into friendly neighborhood spider-man <laughs> yeah and like the the thing that really that I noticed the most about the suit is like the the colors like it's got this yeah like vibrant blue and it's just it's might have might not have all the cool gadgets that uh his previous suit had but it's like in terms of how it looks it's gorgeous yeah it's like um it's like the the original or like the, the the original MCU costume. It you know it's solid colors. Uh, just it's very obviously mm-hmm. just you know it's very obviously just that color. But this color like this suit shines like the blue, like when the light hits it, it you know it shines and it's such a. It just feels classic. It feels like it's like all right, this is, this is Spider Man, and it's I I, obviously yeah. since we now have the information that. You know, Tom Holland is still in the MCU. Like, he still has a few 
more movies contractually yeah. to do. I am really interested to see what direction they take this. Mm-hmm. And it's the it's it's the first time I'll say this. It's the first time since the end of Infinity War that I'm like actively actively interested. Okay, okay, I guess no, I'll say this. It's the first mm. time since I saw Far From Home that I'm like actively interested to see where things are going because honestly, after Far From Home, I kind of started to lose steam with the MCU. I didn't really care too much for yeah, uh for like stuff like Black Widow or uh just like whatever they were planning on doing during that time, I just wasn't too into it. But I'm, you know, I'm here for this. I'm here for whatever they're doing with Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm excited to see what's next. Obviously, there's yeah, uh, Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness or whatever. Ooh, yeah, I'm which, very, very excited for that. I'm very excited not only yeah, not only because it's like Doctor Strange and the multiverse and everything. It's directed by Sam Raimi. Yeah. <laughs> which is oh and i just noticed music by danny danny elfman just like the first spider-man movie really oh that's awesome yeah <laughs> that's cool and they showed like the 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 like post-credit scene like the the second post-credit post-credit scene is literally just a trailer for uh for the movie which i think it's a honestly a really good trailer yeah i think it's a good trailer. Um, I, I enjoy yeah it. And I'm really excited to see, because uh, it didn't show it, but um, it. And, and have you seen Shang Chi? Yeah. Yeah. Well, so uh, for those who haven't seen it, the uh, the post credit scene of Shang Chi is uh, uh, Shang Chi and Aquafina. I forgot the name of her of her character who basically like go to see. Um, the 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 character played by Benedict Wong, who uh, obviously yeah. is uh, like Doctor Strange's friend, and so that basically is like, are they gonna be in uh, Doctor Strange too? I'd I'd like that a lot, and that would be really yeah, cool. Yeah, I I really do want to see them again. Um, but mm-hmm. uh, I'm trying to think of other notable things from No Way Home uh, to talk about, just kind of off the cuff. Oh, um. Speaking of after credit scene, uh, yeah, we had the mid we had the mid credit scene with uh, Tom Hardy's Venom, uh, who um, I don't mm-hmm. th- did you see Let There Be Carnage? No, no, I didn't see okay. it. So I guess to provide some context, the after credit scene of, or I guess I yeah, it was the after credit scene of uh, Let There Be Carnage, featured mm-hmm. um. Tom Hardy, uh, Eddie Brock, obviously, and uh, the symbiote Venom, just kind of hanging out on hanging out like on an island vacation during or like after their whole mess with Carnage, and it's like, and they're all just they're just hanging out in the hotel room, and then a, and then like a an obvious dimensional shift happens, uh, and then they see uh, Peter Parker Spider Man on the TV or MCU Spider Man on the TV, and it's like oh. What? Who's that? Uh, and then we pick up, uh, we pick up with uh, Eddie and Venom at a bar uh, in No Way Home. We pick up with hit them at a bar in a kind of tropical location oh. where he's asking about Spider Man. Uh, and before he's able to, or before he's able to, like go to New York and see Spider Man, 
uh, obviously that was when the uh, obviously that was when Doctor Strange fixed the whole dimensional thing. So uh, Eddie Brock is sent back to his right universe, <laughs> which is which is yeah. not the MCU. <laughs> and my friends and I yeah. were talking about this, but I think it's so funny that it was like it's, it's it was a moment of like oh he's in the MCU kinda <laughs> yeah it's like the, when they they showed that it like it, it was him in the in the scene everyone was like yeah they were like like the other seasons were uh, cheering and clapping and then he left and everyone was kind of like oh but, but still there, yeah very still, important left, detail yeah yeah he left a, he left a symbiote there mm-hmm. so something's that that's gotta come up. My yeah, later. my guess is that like Spider-Man Four, the villain is gonna be uh, Venom, but not necessarily yeah. Tom Hardy. Yeah, maybe well, some people not... are arguing that it might be uh, Ned, but I don't think it's gonna be. Well, here's another theory I heard. So yeah, um, oh yeah, I know where you're going with that. So yeah, another theory I heard was that. Uh, Ned is going to become uh, the Hobgoblin, uh, which was another Spider-Man villain. Uh, and initially, that was what my dad thought was going to happen because we were talking about it the other day. He's like, "Oh, I thought he was gonna, <laughs> I thought he was gonna pick up one of the Goblin bombs and become a uh, Hobgoblin." Because mm-hmm. there's the there's the whole thing where it's like, uh, uh, <laughs> where uh, Toby Maguire Peter brings up is like, "Oh yeah, uh, my best friend died after <laughs> after he tried to kill me." Uh, and so that gets Ned all worried. It's like, oh, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna kill you, Peter. Uh, but that's yeah. obviously that's not like out of the realm of possibility now because Ned doesn't know who Peter is anymore. So yeah, what if? <laughs> and obviously they set well, him up with like mm-hmm. the fact that he, you know, is obvious is you know sensitive to Doctor Strange's magic. Uh. Which, I mean, would he have forgotten about that? Or would he have just forgotten about the fact that Peter was in the situation at all? I I don't know. Hmm. <laughs> I guess that was something I thought about after the movie. Um, yeah. I wonder. But, <laughs> so, I think it would be an interesting thing to do if, uh, if yeah. he were to come back as a villain. Uh, but then again, you know, who knows? I just want to see where they go with it. <laughs> well, my theory for how they they're gonna handle like the Ned and MJ thing is like at the end, she uh right before like they forget about Peter, MJ says like I'm gonna come to see me or because if you don't, I'm gonna I'm just gonna figure it out, and uh, I'm I'm pretty sure that that's gonna happen like in one way or another. They're gonna figure out that like something's wrong and then. They're gonna not necessarily that like MJ's gonna figure out the whole thing, but Peter is gonna try to like get in contact contact with them and try to make them like remember. I'm pretty sure this is what's gonna happen, in my opinion. Yeah, I I agree uh, with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, which honestly like makes sense because it would be weird to have like three more Spider-Man movies, but without uh. Without Ned and MJ, because they're you know they're very important characters for the movies. Yeah. Um, uh, that was kind of yeah. I think that might be all I have to say about uh 
about the movie for now, but I really enjoyed it. And I had a just a great time. Um <laughs> yeah. Um one really cool moment that I, that I like that we didn't mention yet is when Andrew Garfield saves MJ. Oh yeah. Um, oh my god. Which is that was which is such a nice something, moment. Yeah. Which for those who haven't seen Amazing Spider-Man 2 at the end of the movie um Gwen falls and he Peter tries to save her and fails and she ends up dying and uh basically in No Way Home at the end the same thing happens except it's with MJ and Tom Holland um uh jumps out to try and and, and save her but it's uh, he ends up like being like hit by the by the green goblin and yeah. Andrew Garfield tries to to save her and he ends up saving her and he kind of starts crying and yeah. oh my fucking god that was such a good it scene a really, it was a really nice moment because it's like it's it's yeah it's obviously never gonna happen we're not really gonna see i don't i don't think we're gonna get any more there's this okay there's this whole thing that was going on on twitter just today that was like uh people were like oh make amazing mm-hmm. spider-man 3 it's not gonna happen <laughs> it's not gonna happen no, it's not nor do it i think not it gonna should happen, happen. Uh, I think we're fine here. Yeah. Mainly because mainly because I think they got the like the ending that they deserved. Like yeah. especially Andrew Garfield because like mm-hmm. he finally was able to save someone. He was finally like he finally had I guess cuz I'll be honest like Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man is like really kind of alone throughout all the all of his movies. Like he he yeah. really only has like Gwen. Uh but mm-hmm. in this one it but in this one like like he says he's like uh he's like uh he's like I always wanted to have like brothers. It's such a yeah. sweet they, like when they when they all three hugged, oh my god. It was so nice. <laughs> that was that was nice, yeah. Um that was, had me smiling like an idiot when I was in the theater. <laughs> yeah. And uh, speaking of sequels, I was thinking about that like even months ago because uh, I heard that like there was supposed to be a Spider-Man 4 with Tobey Maguire. Uh, and there's even a um, like it was supposed to, to, to come out in like 2011 or 2012, something like that. And uh, there's a video that you can find of an interview with Tobey Maguire where he talks about that. And he talks about how excited he is about the movie two days before it was canceled. Oh, so like that, that kind of sucks. But thinking about, about it, like, do we, did we really need a Spider-Man four? We didn't. I think. Yeah. I don't, see, I don't think so. Here is why I think no way home is such a, a great moment for the entire spider, mm-hmm. the, for the entire, like Spider-Man cinematic universe, I guess to say. Right. Um, yeah, I think it's such a great moment because it brings out the best in every single like different Spider-Man trilogy or you know different Spider-Man series it it just makes it all feel complete i guess yeah. like, in the way that in the way that infinity war was a bookend for everything that they've been doing there this is like the ending that the like the the original Spider-Man trilogy the amazing Spider-Man trilogy trilogy it's like the ending that those never really had 
and I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Oh, there's also a a big scene that we didn't mention, which is the fight scene between Spider Man and and Doctor Strange. Which. Oh yeah, yeah. I think it's funny how like every time I've talked about the movie, it will it was always like. A, a, a scene. I feel like it's always a scene that people forget to mention, which is like if it was in any other MCU movie, it would be like the scene that everyone talks about. But Spider-Man No Way Home has so many like crazy scenes that like people almost forget to talk about that one. Yeah. <laughs> um. Oh, and also like almost right before we started recording, I was watching a review of the movie by uh, the YouTuber Shape Frillis Production. Um, and uh, he was t- he pointed out something that I hadn't noticed, but I think is very weird and ca- ca- kind of funny in a way. Is just how little screen time the lizard has. Yeah. Like, <laughs> for example, like when the first time we see him, he's already been captured by Doctor Strange. Like he did that off screen. Yeah. And then the whole scene when they're in the apartment trying to fix them like he just decides to stay in the car <laughs> which is like he doesn't have screen time not in the way that like oh his character was wasn't really useful it's almost more in the way that like it feels like the writers or producers or whatever didn't want the lizard to be in the movie really which i think is really them. weird <laughs> um, i think i think it's more a situation of like they were fine with him being in the movie they just didn't really know what to do with him <laughs> Well, I mean, to be honest, like, it, he really was by far the villain that I cared the least about. Oh, yeah, definitely. Which, I mean, um, I guess mm. it's good then that he didn't have much screen time because then we got to focus on the ones that yeah. were good. <laughs> yeah, because, like, I, I'm also surprised how, like, I, I thought uh, that Doc Ock would be the main villain instead of the Green Goblin, and I thought that... The Green Goblin would have, like, less screen time. I do appreciate that they, especially at the beginning, it was more focused on Norman Osborn than the Green Goblin, uh, yeah. which is, it's, I saw some people talking about that on twi- on Twitter. It's great that we got to see so much of the Green Goblin, like, without the suit or at least without the mask, just we could, so we could see as much as Willem Dafoe as possible. Yeah. Which, um, how cool is it, by the way? That mm-hmm. we started this entire Spider-Man like cinematic world with Green Goblin being the being the bad guy, mm-hmm. and now we've come to not an ending, but definitely an important moment where he was the villain again. I just think it's mm-hmm. such a it's such a a moment of like full circle. We've come full circle after all this yeah. time after yeah. eight movies. <laughs> It's it's so great because like well, that's one of the things that I've liked the most about this movie coming coming out is I've seen so much like appreciation and love for Willem Dafoe like more than I've ever seen before which oh, I just I just love Willem Dafoe so much he deserves all of it he's I love him I oh, yeah. I oh, joked yeah. I joked with my friends after the movie I was like uh, I think this movie had a very uh, a very, I was like, one of the best things about this movie is that uh, Peter's goal was uh, was very, very believable because I, too, want to do everything in my power to make sure that Willem Dafoe doesn't die. 
<laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah um, right. He's one of those. He's one of those celebrities that I wish would just remain eternal because. Oh yeah. He's just amazing. <laughs> yeah. Because it's like you see him in movies. Like uh, the main one I'm thinking about is The Lighthouse, where he was like, it's perfect in it. And uh, you just think like, oh yeah, he's a fantastic actor. And then you see him like in interviews and stuff like that. And he's just like so funny and he just seems so nice. Uh, like, I, I, no, it's just like, I love him so much. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I feel like I had something. Yeah, something that I particularly like about like him being in Spider-Man is how like, how much respect he has for the role and how much he like you know especially in the first Spider-Man movie like he wanted to do as many stunts as possible mm-hmm. and um <laughs> you know like uh he, he ended up doing, doing quite a lot of stunts and for this one he wanted to, obviously obviously he couldn't do as much uh in terms of stunts because he is like in his 60s but um he said that like if I'm gonna be in the movie, I want to, ha- I want my character to be like important to the story. I just want to be a cameo, and I mean at the end, like he ended up being so much more than just a cameo. He ended up being like pretty much the most important character besides Spider-Man. Yeah, like it really, it, he really was instrumental to just everything in the movie. Yeah, yeah I I loved it, loved 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 it. Also, can we just? <laughs> I just want to small tangent just to talk about his range as an actor because like <laughs> in most of his movies, uh, he's just he's just like the creepy dude, especially obviously like in Spider Man, but like the Lighthouse again in uh, uh, the Grand Budapest Hotel as well. Where he's even though he has a small role, it's uh, it, he's kind of like the the weird creepy guy. But there's there's also his role in the Florida Project, where. Yeah. He just plays the most like loving and l- lovable and uh, nice guy you could see in a movie, <laughs> and like, yeah, no, it's. Uh, I feel like could play. He could play anything at yeah. this point. I especially like. Uh, I recently remembered that this was a thing. Uh, he's the uh, detective in the movie American Psycho. Uh, yeah, and he just. He does such a good job because, I mean, I'm sure you've heard of the big thing with his scenes in American Psycho to where every Willem Dafoe scene was shot uh, three times where or it was it was shot at a minimum of three times to where uh, the I guess the level of how much he knew changes to where it's like the first scene was shot where he believes that Patrick Bateman is innocent. Uh, the hmm. second one was shot where he he doesn't really know, but he's kind of suspicious. And the third one was shot with him definitely knowing that he hmm. was suspicious or that he was like a murderer, which they used to cut between huh. to make the movie just even more like muddy and crazy. Uh, and it just yeah. It, in in every one of those, like there's there's um videos out there that like show which scene is which or like which cut hmm. is which. And it is so fascinating because Willem Dafoe plays every single one of those moods incredibly. <laughs> yeah. So that's, yeah. Another one of my favorite Willem Dafoe roles ever. Mm-hmm. 
yeah, he he does have some insane range. <laughs> mhm. Yeah, yeah. Um and obviously his yeah. his, his mm-hmm. Wes Anderson roles are great too. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. I think his best one is in uh, Life Aquatic. I would agree. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember who he plays in Fantastic Mr. Fox. He plays uh he plays the rat. Like the, oh uh, yeah, he does play the rat. Yeah, that was yeah. good. <laughs> Which is another uh good creepy role from Willem Dafoe. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that's kind of it for uh for uh No Way Home. I don't know yeah, if you got anything else so. to say. Yeah. Um I mean, we've been talking about this movie for as, almost as long as uh, It's Wonderful Life. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Um, um think yeah. of other, other topics, I guess, to touch on. Well, have you seen any uh, any movies since the, the last episode? Um, let, me, let me take a quick look. <clears throat> how about you? How about you? I've actually seen a lot of movies. Oh really? Um, I guess I'll get I'll I get mine like, out. Yeah. I'll get mine out of the way since I only saw a couple. Mm-hmm. Um, I did a uh, a double feature with my friends where I watched uh, both Jingle All the Way movies, uh, which obviously the first one, all right, uh, classic with uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, uh, with some of his greatest right, yeah. moments ever. Uh, I think it's a really fun movie. Uh, the second one is Jingle All the Way 2 with Larry the Cable Guy that came out a few years ago. And it's awful, obviously. Um, yeah, of course it is. <laughs> uh, but that's kind of all I saw. I also watched, um, I forgot to mention this last episode, but I watched uh, a movie with uh, Ethan Hawke called Gattaca, uh, which is a, a pretty a pretty fun oh. a pretty fun little sci-fi uh, movie from the 90s. Yeah. So yeah, I liked that one quite a bit. That was that was my movie watching last week. Uh, so how about you? What did you watch? Um. Also, for me, I did the first part of the challenge that I mentioned uh, last week, which is uh, trying to watch every single Blu-ray that I that I own that I haven't seen yet. Oh yeah. So yeah. That, that was that was ten movies. I did the first half where I watched. Uh, Dracula by Francis Ford Coppola, Dune by David Lynch, Eighth Grade by Bo Burnham, Eyes Wide Shot by Stanley Kubrick, and The Fisher King by uh, Terry Gilliam. So uh, I, I'll just kind of go through them quickly just to give my opinion. Uh, Dracula was a sadly was a, a disappointment because I thought it was really boring. Oh, yeah, like. I don't know the first the first half was fine but the the second half like I was I was I had to say it but I was happy when it was done cuz like oh my god finally it's over I get it uh, yeah, I've, I've had I've had movies yeah. like that Mhm Um but it's a shame cuz when you watch a movie directed by the guy who made The Godfather and Apocalypse Now you don't expect that but uh. yeah. And also uh Keanu Reeves is like not really not that good in this movie mm-hmm. um 
he he's got and also like his character is British, so he's got this British accent with which really isn't that convincing. <laughs> uh, and especially like, like Yeah. And especially for a um for a couple of scenes like he almost sounds like when he's talking, he's reading his lines oh. uh, instead of acting them, which is <laughs> honestly, I like at the beginning, uh, I was kind of like, wait, Keanu Reeves is a good actor, right? And then I remembered the Matrix and obviously John Wick. And I was, I was like, oh, yeah, right, right. He is. He's a great actor. Yeah. He just not. He's just not good in this one. See, that's that's the thing with Keanu that I think is worth mentioning is like. I don't mm-hmm. think Keanu Reeves is particularly an amazing actor or anything. I just think he's mm-hmm. re- like, I just think when he fits a role, he fits it and can do it really well. Oh yeah, like, oh yeah. Especially, especially John Wick. But like, mm-hmm. you know, when it comes to like um, some of his other acting stuff, it can be a bit iffy. Um, but that's not to say he isn't a good actor because he is. Yeah. Hmm. Um. So what was the the next one? Then it was Dune by David Lynch, which uh, I've been really excited uh, excited to see because, like, I uh, obviously I saw the the new one uh, back in October, and I started to kind of kind of started to read through like uh, the the book, Uh, and so. I was really curious to see, like, to especially see the comparison between uh, Denis Villeneuve's movie and David Lynch's movie. They are like two different things, completely. <laughs> I've seen kinda, clips kinda, from Lynch's recently, and it was yeah, it was something else. Like, <laughs> I will say, like, the special effects did not age well no. at all. No, the, they are the, like, um, especially, yeah. I I don't know what the uh, term for it was and i don't remember what the term for it was in the uh story but it was um uh it was like that that weird like combat thing they have where like they don't get hit immediately yeah or whatever. the the uh-huh yeah the suit uh, yeah 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 the, the suit it's horrible uh, like in in uh in in villeneuve's version like it it looks it like it makes sense it's a very like it's a good special effect but in David Lynch's it looks like Minecraft blocks and I thought it was really funny. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not even not even Minecraft, Roblox. It does look like Roblox. It yeah, <laughs> it does. You know the worst part is like it took them like months to make this scene. Oh, cuz I was thinking it like did. Why is it that the armor is only in this scene and never comes back while <laughs> in the new movie? Yeah, because uh, it's oh, literally no. literally only in this scene. While in the Denis Villeneuve movie, it's like it appears a few times, and yeah. the answer to that is they made one scene with it, and it took them like ten months to make, and it looked like shit. <laughs> uh, that's, that's really because they were like because <laughs> the way they did it. I saw a video by um, uh, the guys that make the the like v- VFX artists react videos. Mm-hmm. and uh a cr- corridor crew and they basically they explained that the way they did it is they almost like drew on the um, on the film uh um, they would have to yeah that makes sense yeah because like cgi like wasn't a thing back then yeah well, it's uh, like what um, you know, this is yeah it's like what uh obayashi did with a house 
is with all the visual effects were just drawn on yeah the, drawn on the yeah. film <laughs> uh-huh because like you know this is 1984 yeah um there, there was one scene in particular that i thought was r- really weird it's when they um they get to the desert after like the attack um on the um the the uh I forgot what they're called but the the planet that Paul is from the the attack on there like the Duke and everything uh he and his mom go to, to the desert and uh they uh they they do like the the a, a certain walk that is like without a kind of like random just so that the sandworm doesn't notice them and uh he's like all right mom you gotta walk uh out of um like out of sync uh so they don't get noticed and then they just walk completely normally without doing anything <laughs> it's like That's what really like the, the new movie made like a whole choreography for that <laughs> yeah like they're they're like they it's like the sam dance or whatever they're like very cautious yeah, it's a dance <laughs> they they're just straight up walking that's it's like actually what incredible. are you doing that's hilarious yeah. <laughs> um but besides that, like that was kind of the stupid things. But uh, besides that, the 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 first part. So basically, the first part is like exactly what happens in uh, uh, the first Dune, and then the second yeah. part is what will happen in the the sequel. Uh, right. So I I for the first part, I like I knew what was happening and I kind of knew everything. So it was like it was interesting, but it was a bit boring because it was like rewatching a different version of the film that I saw recently and then there was the yeah. the second part which was like i didn't know what, what was happening and i didn't know what would happen next so that was a lot more uh a lot more entertaining and a, a lot more like i don't know i like i got i got way into it really okay like the yeah like the second part is really good <laughs> and it's like the 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 rating it has on letterbox is 2.8 out of 5 which is like it's not. It's definitely not David David Lynch's best movie, but it's not worth only that. Yeah, like it's. I, I, get, I get what you're saying. It's, be, it's better than that. Um, but yeah, that was a very interesting ex- experience. I, I definitely, obviously, definitely pre- prefer the new version, but uh, that was still good. Yeah. Uh, and then I saw. Then I saw Eighth Grade. Um. Which uh, I I thought of maybe watching earlier for uh, back when we did the inside episode, uh, mm. but I ended up not doing that. And uh, so I will say, uh, as someone who is um, the same age as uh, what's her name, Elsie uh, oh, Fisher, Elsie, yeah, yeah, for someone who's the same age as her and who just like her, like did not like, um, well, she was she was in middle school, but like. Uh, I got the the same experience in uh, high school as well. Like this movie, this movie is not an. It, it was surprisingly hard to watch for me, just because I was yeah. cringing so much. It was like, it's, it it's so, un like it, it's so unbelievably accurate <laughs> with with literally everything. Well, that's that the I, thing. I, yeah, I like remember. it's just like uh, it, it's 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 yeah, accurate cause... to the point where it's uncomfortable. <laughs> 
Because when you say, like, I saw a movie and I was cringing th uh, throughout the entire thing, you'd expect, like, oh, that was a bad movie. But no, that's the entire point. And, like, it's supposed to be realistic. And because it was realistic, it was cringy. Because school is fucking cringy as fuck. Yeah. Uh, mi middle school sucks. <laughs> middle school sucks. Yeah. High school sucks. It's just, it's it's such a weird, like, cringy yeah. environment uh, that it's... nothing else can even compare to. <laughs> it's... Um, a moment in life where like everyone's trying to be like popular but the the popular people have like fake personalities and the reason why like in my opinion the reason why some people fail to be popular is because they fail to, to hide their actual personality which is yeah. uh yeah but um and I, I also relate a lot to uh uh to Kayla mm -hmm. in, in the movie which is like Cause I was I was a weird weird kid. I sat at the table that, of the weird kids that watched anime. Like that was that was me in high school, and uh, but I will say though the difference is that I never really cared that much to be uh, like popular. Yeah, and it, it, I was saw the, the, it was the same here. Yeah, I saw the popular kids and I was like, "Fuck off!" <laughs> but was, uh, see, that's that's like the funny thing in my experience. Yeah. like we had popular kids. Kinda. It was like my school was well, one yeah, of those things where yeah. it was like, yeah, like obviously like when you think like American high school, it's like there's a lot of archetypes. There's like, yeah, you know, like the popular kids, the nerd kids, the jocks, and we had those, but nobody really cared. <laughs> it was like there was still moments where well, it was like, yeah, there was just it was, it just kind of it kind of felt like life does now, where it's just you have, you know, you have people that you think are. You know, you're like, oh, those people are cool to hang out with. Those people are all right. That guy's an asshole. That person, that person's weird. I don't think I'm gonna hang out. Yeah, with him. it's basically the same. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, just the the only difference is that yeah, uh, kind of same thing for me. Yeah, it's just the only difference now is that you know we're adults, and now it's not like a you know a mess of people like hormones going crazy. It's we're not packed together mm -hmm. every day, <clears throat> every day in the same building. So life just mm -hmm. feels, life just feels better now. <laughs> I guess is the way to say it. Uh, yeah. Which is yeah, high school. I I don't know. It's like every person I talk to, or every person I talk to about high school, automatically agrees that like even though being an adult is like not good, some like most of the time. Like working is not great. There's a lot of different worries we used to we have. I, it's a lot better than being a kid. <laughs> I think most of the time. <laughs> yeah. Especially mm -hmm. being a teenager. Oh yeah. No. Yeah. So. Like being a teenager and going to high school fucking sucks. It's not a good time. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I think like, I know some I think, people like. I, I yeah. know some people have like had a good a really good time in high school and had like a lot of friends and everything that was not the case for me mm. uh yeah that's just a question of like different experiences yeah it, um you know and i think and i think eighth grade captures that weird uh yeah. moment of high school <laughs> middle school just perfectly so you know obviously just another yeah. thing to show how talented bo burnham is <laughs> Yeah, and you know what I'll say? I would like to rewatch this film in like ten years. 
oh, or yeah, something like really that, like in a weird. really long time. Because like, oh. yeah, because like, you know, right? you say like we're adults and everything, but we're still like kind of just out of, yeah. of uh, high school. We like, you know, I, yeah, I graduated from high school at the beginning of the <laughs> pandemic. Is is the same here? Is it's we're yeah. just we're just coming out into, you know, the we're just coming out into being adults pretty much still. Uh, yeah. So it'll be really but weird like to in, see it when we're you know ten years down the line. <laughs> yeah, like in uh, in ten years I'll be nearly thirty, so I, I guess that'll be a different experience. And uh, so I'm curious to see like if I'll cringe as much or if I'm gonna have the same opinion on certain things. Uh, but yeah, that would be, that would yeah. be, uh, interesting, but that's, yeah, that's kind of what I had to say about, uh, eighth grade. Then I saw Eyes Wide Shot by Stanley Kubrick, which is, uh, uh, his last movie that actually came out a few months or weeks after he died. Mm. Um, and, uh, so it's about, I, well, I, uh, have you seen it? No, I have not actually. All right. Well, I will say it's um, obviously it's a good movie because like it's Stanley Kubrick, yeah. But it is kind of a a bit of a weird movie to end his career in the sense of like it's not. I don't know. It's far from being like his magnum <laughs> opus, and it's not. Yeah, it's just it's it's it always is a weird it's, note it's, to I, end I, on, isn't it? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, obviously he didn't. Obviously, he didn't make this movie thinking that it was going to be his last one, but um, especially since he had planned to make uh, uh, after that to make AI, which ended up being made by uh, Steven Spielberg. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, I, especially when you compare it to like uh, two thousand one or Shining, it's I don't think it's his definitely his most uh, interesting movie or just best in general, but. Still, it's a fun. Well, fun. It's a good movie. It's uh, it's two and a half hours, but it goes by pretty quick. Um, quicker than than uh, Dracula. <laughs> How uh, long was Dracula? It was two hours. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Um. Still, that was uh, that was, that was a pretty good film. And uh, I got I got actually pretty into it, and I really liked. I actually quite liked Tom Cruise in this one. Um, but I I think in terms of uh, Stanley Kubrick, the next movie that I'm gonna watch is either gonna be A Clockwork Orange, or what I think is probably gonna be is uh, Barry Lyndon. Because yeah, I've I... heard so much, like, I've heard so many people saying how like, yeah, it's three hours, but it doesn't feel like it. Yeah, I think Clockwork will have to be mine because that's like, that's yeah. the one that everybody's talked about, and it's like, yeah, of course, like, of course, I gotta watch it. Oh yeah. Um, you've seen? Have you seen Full Metal Jacket? Yes, I have. Yeah. Okay, I was about to say that was that was gonna be my personal yeah. recommendation for your next one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, but yeah, I've I've seen it earlier this year and it was great. <laughs> um. But then the last movie that I that I saw for the, for that thing was uh, the Fisher King with uh, um, by Terry Gilliam with uh, Robin Williams and uh, Jeff Bridges, and um, 
I, I will say, like, it's kind of weird how not very famous this movie is. Because it's like, you know, I feel like it's a movie that everyone, like, if you're a fan of Robin Williams, you could definitely easily enjoy it. And uh, it won, like, Golden Globes and uh, Oscars and stuff like that. Like, I think Robin Williams won a Golden Globe for that one. Hmm. But uh, basically, it's about um, uh, Jeff Bridges, who's this radio host who, uh, like... Um, you know, the, the kind of radio host who talks to people and, like, half gives them advice and half, like, uh, laughs at them. And one of those guys ends up, like, uh, going a bit crazy and uh, doing, like, a mass shooting because of something that, that Jeff Bridges had said during his show. Oh. So that, like, whole... Yeah, that's that, like, whole thing made him, like, stop doing radio. And uh, you... So that's the intro of the movie, and then you get a time skip three years later where he's just like miserable. He's working in a uh, like shitty video store uh, with his girlfriend, and um, he's not doing great. And he ends up meeting a homeless man, uh, played by Robin Williams, who is kind of pr pretty crazy and who believes that like uh, the Holy Grail, like he he believes that he's like King Arthur, and he's uh, on a quest for the Holy Grail. And um, he he's he's trying to get to get it, and uh, Jeff Bridges kind of like uh, tries to help him, and uh, and yeah, it's a it's a pretty weird movie, uh, but it's not weird in the same way that like Brazil is, right? Uh, especially for for Terry Gilliam, I will say it is really weird how like uh, one man directed two movie in his career. Uh, two comedy movies about the Holy Grail. Yeah, <laughs> that, is kind of, that is kind of weird, but he must. Uh, found that he, was he yeah. must have found it just a story that was good for uh, parodying, I guess. Yeah, because it's a story that everyone's like familiar with, but uh, yeah. the Holy Grail like, really isn't really that much like the point of the film. But um, it's probably one of my favorite. Uh, Robin William Rolls. I I do prefer like Good Goodwill Hunting, but it's there's a reason why he won a Golden Globe for that one. He's really good in it. Uh, obviously, Jeff Bridges too is really good. And there's um, yeah. On, honestly, as I said, like there's no reason for this film like to not be as famous as some of Robin Williams' other movies. Like, and I, I thought uh, it was going to be because it's directed by Terry Gilliam and he makes weird movies, but it's not really, it's not even that weird. Like, I, the only other film by him that I've seen is uh, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, and uh, that one was a lot more weird <sighs> than The Fisher King, yet, it, yet it's a lot more, uh, a lot yeah. more famous. Yeah, yeah, Fear and Loathing is crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't know that was the same, oh, okay, yeah, that, that does make sense. Mm -hmm. yeah that, that's um, ringing a bell now <laughs> yeah um but yeah so that's uh that's the fisher king it's uh so that's also the only criterion that i had um that i hadn't watched and uh yeah i definitely recommend it to uh anyone who's interested in it and mm -hmm. uh so besides that so that's it for the the five movies um then uh that, that that i saw for that challenge besides that there's one other movie that i saw this week that was to, to get ready for the um, 
for the the the, the Matrix Resurrection, I decided to watch The Matrix Re- Reloaded because I've already seen The Matrix before and I hadn't seen Re- Reloaded or uh, Revolution. So I right uh, Reloaded was on Netflix, so I decided to watch it. And I have to say, I don't really understand why it's got like people hate it because uh, it's honestly obviously not as good as, as the first one but it's really fun hmm. yeah i haven't like, seen i haven't seen this the, the yeah. other two in the trilogy either so i need to do that mm-hmm. as well well i'm sure i'm sure that you're at least familiar with the the highway scene yes yeah that's uh, that scene is fucking crazy and like they, they created an entire like highway for that uh which is just that is crazy already crazy to begin with and the other like fight scenes are really cool and there's uh no honestly i actually really liked it Hmm. uh but i haven't seen um i i haven't seen uh revolution yet and uh due to uh covid and everything like the the rules for uh movie theaters have gone and just like uh, going out for for stop, the the rules have gotten a lot more uh, strict. So I'm not sure if I'm actually gonna go watch, uh, uh, Resurrection. But I don't know. I'll see. I'll probably end up watching it on HBO Max since that's one of the since that I think that's their last like, uh, theater thing that's coming out on there. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'll probably just end yeah. up watching that at home. But still, you know, it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's cool that they're making another one. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's that's kind of movies that's been talked about for so long. And now it's an actual thing that, like, has come out. <laughs> so that's pretty crazy, I think. Yeah. Um, I will say there's also another movie that, like, I plan on watching, but I now due to uh, COVID, I feel like I don't really care that much about, like, uh doing all the effort to go watch it, which is a nightmare alley. Yeah. I was originally planning to go see that, but I just, I didn't end up getting to it. Yeah. And it's like, uh, like I didn't even know that this film was a thing that was being made until, uh, Guillermo del Toro was like trailer tomorrow. Uh, (laughs) and I was like, Oh, he's making a new movie trailer tomorrow. Hell Yeah. And then I saw the trailer and I saw that it was about a freak show. And I just thought, like, this is the movie that Guillermo del Toro was born to make. <laughs> um, but I've seen, I've seen some of the reviews and I've heard that this one, like, really isn't one of his best movies. Mm-hmm. Like, it's got... Well, it's got a, a 3.6 out, out of 5, which is, like, fine. But, uh, you know, it's, it's not... An, an, not as much as like Shape of Water or Pan's Labyrinth, right? Um, but I don't know. Maybe I'll see it at some point. Yeah, but uh, probably the same here. I will oh, say yeah. the upcoming Guillermo del Toro movie that I'm r- really excited about is Pinocchio. Oh yeah, I forgot he was doing that. <laughs> yeah, um, which has like a really cool cast. It's got like. Uh, David Bradley, who's known as uh, um, the 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 janitor in uh, Harry Potter, I forgot his name. Um, 
and who, he's, he's also in Game of Thrones, but I haven't seen that. There's also Ewan McGregor, Christopher Waltz, Tilda Swinton, which, like, of course she should be in a Guillermo del Toro movie. Um, oh, there's there's even Finn Wolfhard in, Wolfhard in that, which uh, I didn't know. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, besides that, I think that that I think this is gonna probably gonna be it for me in terms of uh seeing movies in theaters this year. Yeah, I I don't really have much else to really see either. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think. That's about that's about all I had to say, really, uh, in terms of like just yeah. even even discussion. Uh, yeah. So let's see. Uh, I guess maybe we should get into discussing uh, next week's episode. Yeah, and so for uh, next week. So obviously this this week is our uh, Christmas special. So next week is gonna be our new year special and uh, we kind of thought that since it's new year we should probably do something something big to celebrate uh the new year and we just we decided to talk about not one not two but three movies Mm -hmm. so those three movies are going to be very relevant to uh a certain d- discussion that we had today because we're going to be watching the Sam Raimi Spider-Man trilogy. Mm-hmm. Which will be, it'll be very interesting because I have not seen any yep. of those movies since I was like eight. So it's been a good yeah. over 10 years for me with those movies. So I'm very excited to revisit them and yeah. discuss them next week. Uh, yeah. And plus and for me, another, it, another yeah. big thing that we'll be doing next week is our, is our, uh, just kind of end of year discussion. Yeah. Which in, in uh, terms of, mm-hmm. you know, movies that came out this year, which is crazy to think we're already there. Um, <laughs> but it is weird. It is really weird. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, look forward to all of those things next week, which next week is probably sure to be one of our longer episodes, I would think. <laughs> oh, yeah. Definitely. Just yeah. The absolute uh, volume of what we have to talk about. <laughs> Do you think we could, like, this could become our longest episode just in general? I think it has a massive chance of that, yeah. Yeah, because, hold on, uh, our longest episode is our pilot, which is yeah. 2 hours and 37 minutes. And considering that we have three movies, plus we got the whole New Year's thing, uh, it could very easily be that. Oh, Absolutely, I think I think uh, it, I think there's a chance. Obviously, people in the future know more than yeah. we do, uh, but yeah. I guess we'll see. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe maybe it'll get to three hours, which is like fuck. That'd be something uh, else. That'd be cool. All right. Yeah. <laughs> well, all right. I guess. Uh, all right. Well, I guess that is it for mm-hmm. today's episode. But thank you all for watching. Yep. Uh, and we, you know, like and subscribe and all that good stuff. <laughs> and we will uh, yep. see you next time. Bye bye. Bye. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Bye bye. Yep. That too. Bye. Mm-hmm.